Psalm 119, Discourse 10, of Exposition on the Book of Psalms, Volume 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Exposition on the Book of Psalms, Volume 5, by St. Augustine of Hippo. Psalm 119, Discourse 10. 1. Verse 25. These words follow in this great psalm, which is our duty to consider and to expound throughout, in so far as the Lord shall grant us. My soul cleaveth to the pavement, O quicken thou me according to thy word. What meaneth my soul cleaveth to the pavement? For when he added, O quicken thou me according to thy word, he hath before stated the reason why he prayeth that he may be quickened in these words, My soul cleaveth to the pavement. Since then he prayeth to be quickened, because his soul cleaveth to the pavement, it is wonderful if he wisheth anything good to be understood by this. The whole sentence is as if he should say, I am dead, O quicken thou me. What then meaneth the pavement? If we look upon the whole world as one great house, we see that the heavens represent its vaulting, the earth therefore will be its pavement. He wisheth therefore to be rescued from earthly things, and to say with the apostle, Our conversation is in heaven. To cling therefore to earthly things is the soul's death, the contrary of which evil life is prayed for, when he saith, O quicken thou me. 2. But we must see whether these words suit that man who had before spoken things, which imply that he had clung rather to God than to the dust of the pavement, so that his conversation was held not in earthly things, but in heavenly. For how could he be understood to have clung to earthly things, who saith, But thy servant is occupied in thy statutes, for thy testimonies are my meditation, and thy statutes are my counsellors. For such are his foregoing words, of which these are the sequel. My soul cleaveth to the pavement. Ought we to understand from this that however much any man may advance in the statutes of God, he hath yet the affection of mortal flesh towards those earthly things, wherein the life of man upon the earth is a temptation, and if he perseveringly recovereth himself from this death, that he may every day returns to life by the quickening spirit of him, by whose grace our inner man is renewed day by day. For when the apostle was saying these words, whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, and desired to depart and be with Christ, his soul had clung to the pavement. Whence the body itself also, because it is of the earth, is reasonably understood by the word pavement, since because it is still corruptible and weigheth down the soul, we justly groan while in it, and say unto God, My soul cleaveth to the dust of the pavement, O quicken thou me according to thy word. For we shall not be without our bodies, when we shall be for evermore with the Lord." but then because they will not be corruptible nor will they weigh down our souls if we view it strictly we shall not cleave unto them but they rather unto us and we unto god 
Wherefore, these are the words of another psalm. But it is good for me to hold fast by God, so that our bodies will live from us, by cleaving unto us. But we draw our life from God, because it is good for us to hold fast by God. For the expression, My soul cleaveth to the pavement, doth not seem to me to signify the union of the flesh and the soul, although some have understood this also, but rather the carnal affection of the soul, whereby the flesh lusteth against the spirit. And if this be a right interpretation, he certainly who saith, My soul cleaveth to the dust of the pavement, O quicken thou me according to thy word, prayeth not that he may be released from the body of this death, by the intervention of the death of this body, which the last day of this life, which on account of its brevity cannot last long, will at some time bring about, but that the lust whereby we lust against the spirit may be more and more diminished, and that the lust whereby we lust against the flesh may more and more increase, until this is brought to an end within us, and that the lust of the spirit against the flesh is perfected through the Holy Spirit which is given us. 3. Verse 26. He justly saith not, O quicken thou me according to my merit, but according to thy word. And what else is this save according to thy promise? He wisheth to be the son of promise, not the son of pride, so that the promise may be firm to all the seed according to grace. For this is the word of the promise, In Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. For what he was by himself, he confesseth in the following words, I have acknowledged my ways, and thou heardest me. Some copies indeed read thy ways, but more and more, and the best Greek, read my ways, that is, evil ways. For he seemeth to me to say this, I have confessed my sins, and thou hast heard me, that is, so that thou wouldst remit them. O teach me thy statutes, I have acknowledged my ways. Thou hast blotted them out, teach me thine, so teach me that I may act not merely that I may know how I ought to act. For as it is said of the Lord, that he knew not sin, and it is understood that he did no sin, so also he ought truly to be said to know righteousness, who doeth it. This is the prayer of one who is improving. For if indeed he utterly neglected acts of righteousness, he would not say those words above, but thy servant was occupied in thy statutes. He doth not then wish to learn from the Lord those wherein he was occupied, but he desireth to arrive from these at others, by edification, as it were by growth. 4, verse 27 and 28. Finally he addeth, Intimate to me the way of thy righteousness, or, as some copies have it, instruct me which is expressed more closely from the Greek, Make me to understand the way of thy righteousnesses, so shall I be exercised in thy wondrous things. These higher commandments, which he desireth to understand by edification, he calleth the wondrous things of God. 
there are then some righteousnesses of God so wondrous that human weakness may be believed and capable of fulfilling them by those who have not tried. Whence the psalmist, struggling and wearied with the difficulty of obeying them, saith, My soul hath slumbered for very heaviness. O establish me with thy word. What meaneth hath slumbered, save that he hath cooled in the hope which he had entertained of being able to reach them? But he addeth, Establish thou me with thy word, that I may not, by slumbering, fall away from those duties which I feel that I have already attained. Establish thou me, therefore, in those words of thine that I already hold, that I may be able to reach unto others through edification. 5. Verse 29. And what hindereth to walk in the commandments of God in such a manner, that a man may easily arrive at those wonderful things. What do we suppose, save that which he prayeth in the next words, may be removed from him? Take thou from me the way of iniquity, and since the law of works hath entered in, that sin might abound. He addeth, and pity me according to thy law. By what law, save by the law of faith? Here the apostle. Where is boasting, then? it is excluded. By what law? Of works. Nay, but by the law of faith. This is the law of faith, whereby we believe and pray that it may be granted us through grace, that we may effect that which we cannot fulfill through ourselves, that we may not, ignorant of God's righteousness, and going about to establish our own, fail to submit ourselves unto the righteousness of God, in the law of works, therefore, is the righteousness of God who commandeth, but in the law of faith the mercy of him who aideth. 6. Verse 30 through 32. But after he had said, And pity me according to thy law, he mentioneth some of those blessings which he hath already obtained, that he may ask others that he hath not yet gained. For he saith, I have chosen the way of truth, and thy judgments I have not forgotten. Verse 31. I have stuck unto thy testimonies. O Lord, confound me not. I have chosen the way of truth, wherein to run. Thy judgments I have not forgotten, that I might run. I have stuck unto thy testimonies while I was running. O Lord, confound me not. May I persevere in striving toward the point whereunto I am running." May I arrive whither I am running. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. He next saith, I will run the way of thy commandments, when thou hast widened my heart. I could not run hadst thou not widened my heart. The sense of the words, I have chosen the way of truth, and thy judgments I have not forgotten, I have stuck unto thy testimonies, is clearly explained in this verse. For this running is along the way of the commandments of God, and because he doth allege unto the Lord rather than his blessings than his own deservings, as if it were said unto him, How hast thou run that way? By choosing and by not forgetting the judgments of God, and by sticking to his testimonies. Couldst thou do these things by thyself? I could not, he replieth. What then? I will run, he saith, 
the way of thy commandments, when thou hast widened my heart. It is not therefore through my own will, as though it needed no aid of thine, but because thou hast widened my heart. The widening of the heart is the delight we take in righteousness. This is the gift of God, the effect of which is that we are not straitened in his commandments through the fear of punishment, but widened through love and the delight we have in righteousness. For he promiseth us his own breath when he saith, I will dwell in them and walk in them. For how large is the place where the Lord walketh? In this breath is love shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which is given us. Whence also it is said, And let rivers of waters be dispersed in thy streets. For the word signifying streets in Latin, platea, is derived from the Greek, which meaneth broad. These are the waters of which the Lord saith, If any man thirst, let him come unto me. And he that believeth on me, as the Scripture saith, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And the evangelist explaineth what he meant. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they who believe on him should receive. Many things might be said of this breadth of heart, but ye already complain of the length of this discourse. End of Psalm 119, Discourse 10